welcome to Island Kaleidoscope. I'm your host Ipei, the curator of Swap Art. I currently live and work in the city jungle, Taipei, Taiwan. Hi there, I'm Jessie from Swap Art. I'm currently located on the west coast of Canada. This is Island Kaleidoscope: Stories from the Islands. It explores the cultural relationships through the terminology of the ocean. Well, dolphins, eagles, forests, and the sun. It reveals the life experience, legends, and the cultural symbols of the people of Taiwan and other regions. Today's keywords are Neverland, Great Sand Adventure. We are happy to have Taiwanese artist Zhihua Huang with us. Yeah, as we know, the island concept reflects on geographic matters. Artist Zhihua Huang, she has a particular interest in literature. Special narratives and speculative image, working on exploring how people understand space and its power relations. Her practice includes, but not limited to, painting, writing, mixed media art, performance lecture, and participatory art. The seemingly borderless land and sea, the world is both connected and seemingly unconnected. It is this beautiful emptiness that makes us want to explore. It dawns on us that islands are in fact miniature continents, and that continents are very, very large islands. Hereby, from the land to the literature and object, we would love to hear more stories behind the project. Right. So, Island Kaleidoscope, this podcast is like the container to collect the hidden memories, folk stories, music, and undescribable clips in different islands. It's gonna reflect on show the dynamic of cultural landscape from the country to country, tribe to tribe, even culture to culture. Let's welcome Zhihua. Hello, I'm Zhihua from Taiwan and living in New Taipei City. And I'm currently working as an independent artist and a research assistant in Swave Art. The words I prepare for today's talk are Neverland. Guishan, or so-called Turtle Mountain, and Adventure. Why did you pick these three words for our audience today? Well, mostly when it comes to the words island, I get an immediate image of its shape, and it always gives a view from a distance. So I'm thinking about sharing stories which people can relate to as well, in order to in order to get closer to the island. And therefore, I got the first story of the island as a time capsule. And next, in order to let people know more about me, I shared my personal relation with the island in the second and the third story. So I will start to share my first story. That's great. We're excited to hear these stories. Is inspired by the recent workshop we made for children. Here, I will share the story of Peter Pan and how I relate the fiction to kids' imagination. This fictional island is created by the author J. M. Barry in his work of Peter Pan and the Boy Who Would Not Grow Up. Thanks to Disney, most people know it's the place where Peter Pan, Tinker Bell, Captain Hook, the Lost Boys, and some imaginary creatures live. I haven't read the book version, so I will just mention the film. 
It's a place where kids won't age. Some say it represents a place of eternal childhood and escapism. Since we already somehow know about the story, I will just give a quick review about it. So the story starts from the Darling family living in London, Wendy, Michael, and John, who one day meets the magical boy Peter Pan. He teaches them how to fly and brings them to the Neverland. Here, they spend some good time with the lost boy on the island until they feel a bit homesick and plan to leave. Unfortunately, they were caught by the enemy Captain Hook. In the end, Peter defeats Hook and leads the pirate ship with some Tinkerbell's fairy dust, and they safely fly back to London. And what I think is interesting to mention is the background setup, the concept of time. Since the lost boy living on the island seems to grow, it seems to preserve the curious spirit and ideas in this very moment of the imaginary world. We can also view it from another perspective. It somehow shows our fear of losing time and the fact that people will die as an inevitable part of the human being. So back to what we just mentioned before about the children's workshop, Forestry Island. It's a four-day camp for children to create their own island and conceive the stories that happen around. What I see these days is the potential of the young kids in the age around eight to twelve years old. They have a fearless mind against the world, which is mainly set up by the grown-ups. Just like the magical characters of Peter Pan and the Lost Boys, fighting with the only adult, Captain Hook, in the world of Neverland. So I see Neverland as an island where we can temporarily examine or recall our childhood creativity. The last time I watched this film was when I was a kid, and at the moment I'm mentioning about the story now, I'm going to reach 30. So it's unthinkable that the characters are still living young and will last forever in the fictional world, and we will never stop aging. The island of Neverland becomes a land where we can never return. I think for the most adults, we all feel the same way at some point of our lives that we want to stop the time or to relive to relive our childhood. We realize after dealing with the real life and our society that being a child is actually the best time of our life, and having the courage to face our enemy, to really pursue what we really want, is no doubt the most difficult thing that we all encounter. I feel like the only way to return to our potential is to be able to imagine and don't leave our courage behind when we actually need it. Then we can expand our boundaries even. As we grow up, and just to say that aging isn't a bad thing, as long as art so grows with us, and will lead us to explore more adventurous islands. When Zhuhua led the children to create the islands, I was on the present as well. Ah,、uh, each kid showed the hidden parts of their life past and imagination. One of them is creating an amusement park for snacks. While a girl builds up the place with a mountain, river, cable car, and apartment for her and Totoro, 
They are very innocent, simple, pure, sort of living in between the imagination and the reality that adult faces. That sounds really interesting. That the children were able to use their imagination to build their own island. And I also agree, aging aging isn't a bad thing as long as we get wiser and our soul also grows wiser. However, if we could live in a place where creativity happens everywhere, where we could also keep taking more adventures as we grow old, but keep our soul like a child, for me that is Neverland. Okay, let's hear the second story from Zhihua. Guishan comes from my background as a person born and raised in Yilan. Guishan Island is not merely a symbol of the county, but does have some hidden meanings for us. And here, I would like to share my personal relationship with it. For the listener who are not from Taiwan, I will explain it more. Guishan in Mandarin literally means Turtle Mountain, and the name Turtle Mountain Island, Guishan Dao. Comes from the turtle-like shape of the island. It represents the image of the city Yilan, located in the northern eastern part of Taiwan. In fact, I've only been to Guishan Mountain once when I was really young, and it's a shame that I barely remember what I actually did or experienced on the island. So, in order to share more today, I did a little research for the information. According to the internet, there were people dwelling on the island, mainly fishermen, until 1977. Then people were relocated to the main island of Taiwan, and Guishan Island at the time became the military base. Then, in the year of 2000, the island was officially opened to tourists as a maritime ecological park, as a place where we mostly know now. I will also give some geographical facts. There is the, there is one of the active volcanoes in Taiwan, and its surrounding waters support a rich ecosystem, which has become a place for whale watching as one of major attractions. Here I will share an interesting fable of the island. So it's a love story between the general turtle and the prince Cavalon. The Cavalon, namely people living in the plain, in Chinese, Gemalanzu, are indigenous people of Taiwan. The story starts from once upon a time there was a king's daughter. The princess Cavalon, who fell in love with General Turtle, their relationship was forbidden by the Dragon King. So then the princess was grounded in the palace, and the general was expelled from the land forever. They can only see each other from a distance of water. From time to time, she misses the general so much and starts to cry. It became the well-known season rain of Yilan. So the story depicts the beautiful story behind the land and the island. For me, it represents not only the image of the geological landscape, but also about the interesting connection between the people living in Yilan and how they imagined the island of Guishan. Even though most people had never lived on the island, while some never actually landed on the place, people still have a strong connection to the image of the turtle shape to our land. You 
mentioned that some people who live in Elan had never visited Turtle Island, but you share the same strong connection. When you said that, did you mean that you see Turtle Island as a symbol of the guardian of your city? How does it make you feel emotionally? So it's more like a spiritual image already tied with us. So I believe each person does have their own interpretation or imagination of the island, and they all come together to become the symbol of the city. Sixteen、um, years ago, when quick ac when the sixteen years ago when the quick access of Shishan Terminal was not yet available, people traveled between Taipei and Yilan through train or highway. And what I really like about this kind of slow travel is that we can gradually see the transforming shape of the turtle. The turning of his head reminds you of your location. Which side of coast are you at now? And at the same time, we can also observe the color of the clouds above the Turtle Island, predict the weather of the day, and peacefully enjoy every little step of returning back to our homeland. It sounds romantic. We know Ilan is very famous for its rain. The ocean between the Turtle Island and Taiwan is so so blue. Travelers often enjoy surfing there. However, we don't know there is a beautiful relationship with the Princess Kamalan. This love story makes the natural phenomenon connect to the locality even more, and even for people who like us who are not from there. So, with the two stories you share above, I'm eager to listen to the last story. Sure. And finally, we come to the last word:、uh, adventure. We are not so surprised about it. An island seems to be a good start for adventure stories to take place. A lot of fiction writers like to settle their story backgrounds in an isolated place, and somehow mysterious things just happen out of nowhere. So for me, I'm also the kind of person who enjoys this exciting experience of the journey. And so, when I was traveling, I also explored many places out of my original plan. Here in this part, I'm going to share the story of my adventure in 2016 in an island called Ilu Island, located west of the Parliament City in Myanmar. To have an idea of the location, Parliament City is around 300 kilometers southeast of Yangon. The largest city of Myanmar. Before making a decision to visit the island, my initial plan is to visit Mollumen, which used to be a place where the author George Orwell works as a、uh, police officer during the British colonial period. This was my first location and the second day in Myanmar, and it took me a 14-hour overnight train to arrive at the city, which I was really looking forward to. The city itself is not on the top of the tourist list, as it has less attractions. I knew it before, but soon I still find nothing to explore around. Just on the second day of my stay, one morning I was checking the map with the reception desk and found that there is an island quite close to my place. I pointed to the island on the map and asked, "Is it possible for me to get to the place?" And she answered, "Sure, you can just be at the port six, eight in the morning, buy a ticket, and you will be picked up to the and you will be picked up to the island." So the next day, I followed her guide and successfully got on a little wooden boat with the locals. 
At that moment, I can strongly feel the people's gaze looking at me in a curious way. And apparently, most people travel between the lands to trade goods, so they rarely see someone like me as a foreigner travel with them. I arrived at the island and got off the boat. There seemed to be not much public transportation, and I had absolutely no idea where to go. A group of people raised a high voice from a distance, "Taxi, taxi!" and they came up to me to talk with a paper and pen, as we can hardly communicate in any language. Finally, we make a deal to encircle the island twice for a certain amount of pay. The taxi was actually a motorcycle. I sat back on his motorcycle, and we started our journey. We visited several places in the village, mostly, mostly meeting people making crafts at their homes. Then I realized the island is a place where people mainly manufacture goods and distribute it to the tourist place inland to sell. There were home-based factories of stone-made pencils and writing boards, rubber bands,、uh, clothes, wooden carving crafts, etc. And it's interesting to see the making process of the products and sharing time with the family, even though we can hardly communicate with each other. If necessary, I'll use、uh, Google Translate to talk with them. Few years later, when I recall my trip, it was a bit surreal because I didn't know anything about it before my visit, and then kept being surprised. It was the only island I visited in this country, and with this experience, it brought me more courage to explore more places out of my to-visit list in the following days. If I had not by chance read the map and been curious about this place, I would never have been to Bilu Island and experienced this interesting story. Able to travel to places that's not on your plan also takes courage, which takes us back to our first story. It's all about being curious and having the courage to do things that's not in the agenda. In your case, good things happen when you took the chance to go outside your plan. Also, I believe that traveling solo is the best time to learn who we are as an individual. When you were on the boat with the locals, how did you feel at that moment? I can understand why they look at me this way because at the same time I'm also questioning my existence on the boat. Maybe it's just a simple desire to meet something new that drives me as a solo traveler to go forward. And as you mentioned, to be able to explore something new with an open mind while traveling will always later become one's unforgettable memories. Hmm, that's so true. Meanwhile, I'm curious about the landscape, the culture on Bilu Island. People are used to connecting adventure with heading for the island or unknown places. Traveling to Myanmar, entering a different world, does it look like somewhere we know or none of the places in your experience? What I can still recall is that mostly the place does not resemble any places I was familiar with. I feel a bit alien to the place when realizing people see me as a foreigner, but not the place itself. 
I believe some traditional houses are similar to the bamboo style of the nuclear houses in Taiwan. Just like most tropical houses we can imagine around the world, some of them are elevated to prevent the humidity, insects, and the natural threats. Thank you, Zhihua. We really appreciate your stories. If I were to make a conclusion of today's episode, it is that we should always have a childlike mind, be curious about our world, and keep taking adventures. What I appreciate is that the vitality of the island provides a rich source of art and culture, depending on personal experience and the background. Neither adults nor children has to understand the multiculturalism only through the media or borders. And the culture is not only limited to the world they see, feel, or create. If we cannot avoid growing up with the life experience and the imagination, maybe the island is our home, guardian, at the same time, sustaining the existence and the sustainability of our heart purity. Just like Taiwanese artist Zhihua Wang was born nearby the city, surrounded by the sea, and brings her adventures and the local stories with us. For joining us today, hope you enjoy the stories. We have more stories and artists coming up soon. Subscribe to Island Catascope on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to. I give you a shout out. Goodbye.